Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, all right. So, I was just thinking, like, you know when um, God flooded the earth the first time, and then he said he would do that again? And I was just thinking, like, it just it just came to me, like, it's just ingenious. It's just, well, it's really genius. Um, because not the flood, you know, I felt like, you know, he did what he did or whatever. But he said, as in the days of Noah's, so shall be the coming of man. And I believe in the pre-trib rapture. And, um, so, um, he's going to give people what they want, right? Like, if you don't want to obey and be obedient to God, then he'll just withdraw the church. He'll withdraw children below the age of accountability, withdraw the disabled, withdraw the obedient, he'll withdraw his people. And then leave everybody here who is lukewarm and wants to live a sinful lifestyle. And it's going to be a lot harder to be obedient once the church has been withdrawn. After the rapture, it's going to be a lot more difficult. And the fact that the Antichrist will be in power and demons will be walking the earth and just all of this sin and darkness will be unleashed. Um, you're, the battlefield in our minds is going to be is going to be that much more serious. Like You're going to realize, oh, if I think a negative thought, a demon pops up in physical form. So you're going to have to really, really focus and stay in the word 100%, 24-7 during the tribulation, during the reign of the Antichrist. You're going to have to stay so focused on the word. And I'm doing that now and it's hard. You know, I'm being obedient. I already made a covenant with the Lord, a conditional agreement that I'm not going to willfully sin in regards to drugs, partying, and fornication, which was what I was doing after my divorce and coping with my father passing away from brain cancer. I know that wasn't the correct way to deal with my depression and pain, but that's the way I dealt with it. And I knew it was wrong. I knew I was willfully being disobedient, but I was in so much pain that I just didn't care. And, you know, thank the Lord that, um, you know, that 
he got a hold of me before the end of this year, you know, because I, I was doing pretty good, you know, the first half of this year. I was on track, and then the second half, man, I just, you know, as soon as the summer hit, I just fell back into sin. And I was just dealing with, like, well, I don't really know any Christians. I don't really know any people that are being obedient. I don't know how to live that lifestyle because I don't have anybody to emulate, like, in the physical form. Of course, we're supposed to emulate and be like Jesus and follow his teachings and the commandments of God. But um, it was hard for me to do that, you know. But, excuse me, obviously I'm always yawning when I do these podcasts now because I feel like it's the enemy. Like, I won't yawn at all before I do the podcast or after the podcast. But as soon as I start doing the podcast, I'm yawning constantly. So, excuse me for that. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's just really, you know, you do have to cut people off. You do have to stop running in the same circles. You have to... Work out your salvation with your salvation with fear and trembling. And I'm still trying to correct the way I speak these days. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we are called to be perfect as our Father in Heaven is perfect. Be ye perfect as your Father in Heaven is perfect. And, um, you know, when um, I do try to profess my faith that Excuse me. Share the gospel. Um, I just run into all kinds of roadblocks and obstacles, especially with the limitations of other people's thinking and their mentalities. So even if I try to have discussions, like you know, I link back up with one of my brothers, not my real brother, you know, biologically, but you know, a brother in Christ. But I'm, I'm wanting him to be a brother in Christ. I, he still has his his own beliefs, and and I know that's dangerous to just think how you want to think because you know we can't trust ourselves. We can't trust our thinking. I mean, you got to think the, the battlefield's in the mind. You know, we get corrupted, evil thoughts all day, every day. You know, but uh, Third God, okay, I rebuke yawning in the name of Jesus while I'm doing this podcast. I bind all demonic interference in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus on myself, on this device, and on this podcast. And I plead the blood of Jesus on whoever is listening to this podcast. And I ask that you protect them and keep them away from distractions while they're listening to this podcast. So, the power of Jesus... Uh, Isu in Greek, um, Yeshua HaMashiach in Hebrew. Um, it's just a great power there. Great, great power. And, uh, Lord, 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 fourth yard. Turn it into a fifth yard. Okay, okay. I see how you're trying to move on me. You'll notice every day how demons. <laughs> I mean, they just jump into any and everybody to try to knock you off course. It's really like a movie, you know, because the, the, 
the more you get close to Jesus, the more you want to say in the word. They actually demons don't even they'll try to block that initially, but it's not like they're really tripping. They don't even care if you go to church. All they really care about is that you're not sharing the gospel, that you're not waking up other people that they already have slave enslaved to demonic thinking and acting, you know. That's what they're really trying to um, prevent by any means necessary. You know, that is their their goal to stop you from spreading the gospel uh, in any way possible. And I put these stickers up all over Columbus, places that I frequent on a day to day basis. And so I always see the end result, meaning I'll come back weeks later, days later and already the stickers have been ripped up and peeled off. And I'll put them in places where you wouldn't think somebody would go out of their way. Like I'm talking like an employee or a maintenance worker or whatever. You wouldn't think somebody would would uh would mess with it, you know. But it's just demons. The demons of people, uh people hate truth, you know. And honestly. At first, I used to get really stressed out because I wanted to spread the gospel and share this with all with, with everybody. I just had the joy of the Lord upon me. But people get mad at you. They don't like that you're joyous. They don't like that you have the Holy Spirit. They don't like that you're upbeat and uplifted. They want you to be miserable because they're miserable, you know. And if they're miserable, you can't be happy. You know what I mean? And, I, you know, for a long time, you know, I even used to tell my ex-wife, like, I don't feel like I could ever be happy here because even if everything was going good for me, right? Like, I had no problems or worries. I had money in the bank. <sighs> Excuse me. Rebuke you, Satan. I'm tired of yawning. No more yawning. I'm done. I'll hold my breath before I yawn. So, I would tell my ex-wife, like, you know, I'd never be happy here because there's always somebody that I know that's going through something bad. You know, a disfigured child, child dealing with a disease, cancer. There's just so much bad news in the world that I didn't feel like I could ever be happy. And, I, you know, a lot of times I feel like I'm just enduring the world. Like, you know, I'm not enjoying it, obviously, because I'm not of this world. So I don't really like anything that goes on here. I don't like dealing with negativity and negative people. But it just never fails I'm at the point now, it's like, I've been dealing with it so long my whole life, like just people being evil and nasty towards me for no reason at all. And before I used to take it very personal, like, why, what did I do? I didn't even look at this person. And, and you know, you'll see people, they're trying to make eye contact. They're trying to start problems with you. And now I just hear in my head, like, well, I wouldn't be aware of that if I wasn't looking at them. So if I, you know, obviously you got to look because, you know, you're moving around, driving, walking. You got to see where you're going. So obviously you're going to see people, but you see those people and they got those, they're just beaming. They're just giving you that horrible, deaf, murderous look. And I know that look because I used to give it to a lot of people too. And um, and it was always like, well, people didn't know what I go through. So I'm going to make the world feel my pain. And I was just, you know, it was just me against the world type of mentality. But now, like, if I see that from a distance or I see somebody that's trying, that's, that's, I know that they probably don't know why they're like that, but I know it's a demon that's moving in them, right? And I know the demon is comfortable in them because that person is sinning. Sin equals death. So if you don't want to die, then you don't sin. 
But regardless, sinning alters your thinking to where you're going to think negatively. You're going to think destructively. You're not going to think in a positive mind frame, you know. And so now that I see it and I have that gift of discernment, I can avoid it. You know, I don't have to keep looking at him. I don't have to feed it back to him, you know. And that's why it was really unhealthy for me to be in martial arts and training and, and fighting. And even though I was a big fan of the sport and I was happy to be um, learning from a legend like Matt the Immortal Brown, um, I knew that I was under demonic attack there, heavy demonic attack. I was going through a lot of spiritual warfare. A lot of it, I really felt like it was coming from him directly, but just other people there, you know, and I was like, you know, it's cool because at least here we can fight and bang. We punch each other in the face every day. We're kicking each other like, so here we can get the aggression out and I could dish it back just as, just as good as I could take it. But it's not really healthy if I'm trying to progress with the Lord to follow the Lord and make progress with the Lord, you know, and by studying, fighting and getting deeper to the roots of it. And I realized that the angel Azazel, Azazel, A-Z-A-Z-E-L, taught man how to war, make weapons and fight with each other. I knew it all came from the fallen angels. And if you know it's coming from the fallen angels, then who's the chief commander of the fallen angels is Lucifer is Satan. So am I going to be like my father, the devil? No, because he's not my father. My father is Yahweh, Father Abba, who, who resides in the heavenly kingdom. I know that now. There's When I was growing up, I felt because of my atmosphere, I was getting pushed into trying to live a lifestyle that I really didn't feel comfortable living because it just wasn't in me to be an evil, nasty person. It's just not in me. So I can proudly say that because I don't care. I'm not hanging out with thugs and gangsters and criminals no more. I don't care about that. I think it's stupid, retarded, and lame. But when I was young and dumb, I got pulled into it. It was acceptance. It was, well, at least these people are accepting me. Because I was rejected by my family. I was rejected at home. I was bullied and gossiped about in my own family. My brothers and sisters and my mother, well, my stepmother and my father. And it was just incessant, nonstop negativity and attacks on me. And it drove me crazy. It drove me to trying to commit suicide three times before I was even the age of 18. You know? So... It was tough. I mean, but it's not about poor me. You know what I mean? Like it's a learning lesson. Everybody's got a story, you know, and we can't just keep lugging around baggage. I was forgiven. The Lord forgave me. So I need to forgive myself because not only are we commanded to forgive other people's, but we also have to forgive ourselves too. We all make mistakes. Nobody is perfect here. No sin is unforgivable. I don't care if you're a murderer. You can be forgiven. You can still be accepted in, into the kingdom of heaven. You can still have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know, you can still be baptized and created as a new creation. It doesn't matter if you're a homosexual, if you live a homosexual lifestyle, if you were a pedophile and you had pedophilic, whatever type thoughts or whatever, or bestiality or whatever it is. It's all demonic, and that's not you. That's not the way you were created. You were created in God's image. It's just that you have to understand which 99.9% .9 of the population doesn't understand is demons live in us and we feed them through sin. So if you stop sinning, you'll stop feeding these demons. And if you really, really want to get rid of them quicker, you need to fast. Fast. Just fast till 
just don't eat all day. When the sun goes down, you can eat. Like, just try to make an agreement with God. Like, okay, for three days, I am not going to eat until 6 p.m. And that's tough, trust me. But you're starving these demons. You have to punish these demons. Do not let them control your life and take control of your existence. You have free will and you have the power. You don't have to say that negative word to somebody. You don't have to say that negative thought. And trust me, I just messed up doing that yesterday and today. And I know Satan was behind it. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to ask for forgiveness. I was prideful and arrogant like, God, these people did me wrong. They're treating me negatively. F that. I want to, I want to give the wrath upon them and let them know you're not going to talk to me this way. As a matter of fact, you're blah, 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 blah. Bam. And I attacked them verbally, strongly, aggressively. And I wanted to make them feel horrible like they made me feel. And it wasn't right. And I felt so caught up in that angry emotion. Even now, as I'm speaking, you can sense it. You know, I'm toned it down because I don't, me personally, I don't like aggressive preaching. I hate it. It's a turnoff for me. I don't like when, when pastors or especially female pastors, I, I can't ex deal with that aggressiveness from, from women. It's, it's a huge turnoff to me. I don't like it. And, um, and I'm glad now that I'm at an age where I'm not, duped in the beauty or a pretty girl because a lot of those girls that are pretty they're disgusting like their behaviors their mannerisms the way they speak the way they act one thing i can't stand anymore is any secular music it drives me insane and um i try to preach on snapchat but you know i fall short too on snapchat i've backslid on snapchat because of women you know and obviously i'm a man and you know i've been single for three years since probably going on four now since my divorce and unlike my ex-wife I didn't just jump into another relationship you know what I mean like I'm I actually I don't you know for me married once was 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 good enough like I'm cool to die ever without ever getting married again you know like I really don't see a need for it now if I'm here long enough you know if I don't die or make the rapture and the Lord wants to provide me with a godly Christian woman without a disgusting past, maybe I will. But I'm seeking purity. I'm seeking righteousness, you know, and I, I don't want it. Yeah, I'm picky. You know, I don't I really don't want it unless, you know, <laughs> I, I like a virgin. You know what I mean? I don't really want to deal with any type of w woman that was a whore that was having threesomes or orgies who had multiple sexual partners. That's disgusting to me, you know, and I'm not, I'm not perfect either, but I, I've never, I never did. Like my ex-wife was or she was having threesomes and stuff. Like she was a homosexual lesbian. Her sister was a lesbian, you know? And so those were red flags to me, but you're young and dumb, you know? And then you fall in love with someone cause you've been with them so long that you just tolerate, um, their sins, but she was a pathological liar. And, you know, when, when you're lying for most of your life, you're probably, probably not going to uh, stop anytime soon. I mean, you really got to be a new creation, new creation in God. You know what I mean? But I'm going to leave y'all with that because I got to go in here. So uh, I'll check back with y'all. One.